Welcome to Men Are Nuts. M-A-N acronym, Men Are Nuts. First it started with man and with men and that turned to men. We're looking at mental health, emotional health, physical health, awareness in men and in society and what's happening in the world with men. Can we talk? Oh, do we have feelings? What is it about men that is happening to do with mental health and awareness? And what is happening in society? This is well, Men Are Nuts. Welcome. And we have a very special guest for you. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Paul Stratton-Stevens. I'm a future mindset coach. Future mindset. Paul, where are you from? Whereabouts are you? Um, I'm in Exmouth in Devon, um, originally from Robin Hood country from Nottingham. <laughs> and the band of Merry Men. And the band of Merry Men. Right. Merry, Merry Men. And lots, and lots of women by, by all, all accounts. <laughs> yeah. From the statistics. <laughs> made, um, was it made, was it made Marion? Yeah, made Marion and yeah. So when was, when was last time you've been to Nottingham? You said you brought, you, you kind of grown up there, but when was last time you, you went to Nottingham? Uh, the last time I went to Nottingham was about ooh, three years ago, probably. Yeah. Yeah, about three years ago. It's changed a lot. Yeah. So it took you back then, did it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it threw me with a one-way system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've introduced a one-way system now. They, they, before, they used to be the, you'd be able to go around the council house and drive around and all that sort of stuff. But now they've they've reduced the runway system and, and put all the trams in and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, yeah looking really thing. good. Massive change. So what's so what's Devon Devon like then for you? Well, I live on the beach. So um, my wife and I have lived on the beach virtually all our married life. So um, it's, it's no different here. We're living right on the front, um, across the road, and you're in the sea. Simple as that. Wow. Um, and that's what we what we like to you know we like to do. I, I lived in Spain for, for eleven years, and it was exactly the same there. We were. You know, right, right on the coast. Um, you know, we just love living, living by the coast, really. Do lots of walking, and you know, there's lots of things to see and do, and the, you know, things change yeah. according to the weather. Yeah. So, is it is it pretty quiet? Is it is it, is it like a quiet town city? Um, well, it's half term week now, so it's livening up a bit, and there's lots more families around and kids around and all that, which is good. It brings the place to life yeah. after uh, after the winter, and then. Before you know it, we're in Easter and, and summer, and you know there's a lot more life here, and it's good. There's lots of lots of things going on. There was a storm there the other day. What did that did that hit you guys, or is it anywhere near you guys? Oh yeah, we get it. Yeah, we got it. They're actually doing um, sea defences now. They're in, it, improving them. It starts in September, and they don't finish until July. Right. So um, they're sort of in the middle of doing all the revamped sea defences, and much needed as well. Right. Okay. So Paul, tell us about. A little bit what about what you do, and then we'll go on to to talk about where you know how you know where where it all came from, and what what made you get into this. What was your career path, and and what kind of you know that, that sort of because we spoke about you, you know, you know, the, the, you might have had an injury or something like that. So we will talk about you know how you managed to you know what the mindset is, and then we'll just start talking about maybe about you. Okay. Well, well, like I said, I'm a future mindset coach, and I. And the term future is because of the distinction. You, you've got what you've got today because of yesterday's mindset. Yeah. And if you want to do something different, if you want to dream bigger, do, do bigger things, 
you have to ha- create a new mindset. Now, that might mean you take some of the elements from your previous mindset with you to the future, but then you add in new elements into the mix so you actually get what you want. Yeah. And that's the whole premise of a future mindset right. coach. Uh, help you work work with that and, and develop that. So you you know if you're dreaming big, um, you know we start working towards that dream. But it does mean creating that new mindset. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of a lot of people I come across have had adversity in one way or another. Be be that in business, be that in sport, be that in their personal lives, um, their professional life. Yeah. There's been some adversity adversity there. Uh, some kind of blocks that's making them stuck and, and they just can't move forward. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I class myself as an expert by experience in adversity, adversity into action, because I've had enough adversity in my life and I've overcome it and I know I had to get through to the, to the other end. Yeah. And having that empathy and that experience really helps people move, you know, work with people to move them forward. Right. So you have a wide client base and, you know, if you... Have you done this for a long time, or you know how you know how long is how long? What made you get into this? Right, I need to go backwards then, back yes, in time for that because definitely. I, I used to be a physical education instructor in the home office. Right, and I did that for, for ten years. And as a PE instructor in the home office, your your training gives you about eight, eight, nine different coaching qualifications in various sports and activities from kayaking to mountaineering to basketball, football, rugby, gymnastics, swimming, teaching, the whole gambit, uh, which means you're versatile and you could be sent anywhere around the country yeah. uh, where, where you're needed. So that, that, the training ground there, every, all those coaching qualifications set me out on my coaching. Right. And when you're coaching a sport you're coaching individuals within teams you're coaching individuals in individual sport sporting disciplines and it's not just about the actual discipline of the sport because when they turn up they're not always motivated 100% they might have girlfriend problems they might have dreams but yet can't figure out how to reach them they might have financial difficulties difficulties with their parents you know friend friendship problems relationship issues uh, there's a whole host and a range of issues you have to deal with as a coach and that's aside from the actual sporting discipline itself yeah so that really set me out on my coaching and of course if you've got a rugby team of 15 you've got 15 individuals plus the the, the rest of the squad and there may be team dynamics involved in that as well so well that's that was my real foundation for coaching and I did that for 10 years yeah and, and I loved every minute of it. But I went home one day and sat on the sofa relaxing. I mean, I used to cycle to work about 10 miles every day, cycle home, and then do a 10, 12-hour shift in between participating in all the activities. So I was what I would call super fit in those days. Yeah. I got home from work, shower, sat on the sofa, went to get up. My left leg didn't function. Right. And you know, like when you sometimes, if you lie in bed at night and you put your arms under the pillow and you wake them, they're all they've gone to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And you got all these pins in the, and it was it, it was like that. And I thought, oh, okay, just walk it off, rub it off, this sort of thing. And then I, I wanted to go bathroom, and that wouldn't function either. So I called our local doctor, who I knew I knew because we lived in a village at the time. It was quite small. Yeah. And he says, right, I'm sending an ambulance for you. 
He said, what, what? He said, I'm sending you an ambulance. He'll be there in 10 minutes. Right. And then sure enough, this ambulance with a blue light turned up. Car to be off to hospital. I was operated on that night with a herniated disc. I had no forewarning other than the lower left, the, the lower, the left leg just didn't function. Yeah. And uh, that I had to rehabilitate there. It took me about six months before I could get back to work because I was obviously in a physical occupation. And the only thing I really, I wasn't disbarred from doing, but I chose not to do was actually participate physically in rugby. I coached, yeah. but I didn't participate in the game. Yeah. So I thought it was sensible after you've had a back injury. And then carried on working. I'm uh, doing the things I loved and the spare time was like, I did a lot of kayaking, uh, whitewater kayaking and kayaking marathons. And that was all fine. And then three years later, uh, the disc went again, and but it was the same disc, and they wouldn't operate on that disc. In the, with the orthopedic surgeons, they said, "No, you need a neurosurgeon now because the nerves involved in the scar tissue right, right on the injury site." Yeah, um, and it was, it was pretty dangerous. So anyway, they they operated. Well, they said beforehand there's a risk. I said, "Yeah, I understand that, but they said, we've got to operate anyway." And when I woke up from that, I had no feeling from the knee down and the left leg. Right. And there was no sign or indication or timescale when that was going to come back. So I ended up on elbow crutches for short journeys and wheelchair for longer journeys. And I was medically retired. Right. And, and that was a real blow from being so physical. Yeah. You know, that was a physical and a psychological challenge. Um, yeah. You know, that you had, I had good days, I had bad days. Yeah. And there's no, there's no denying that, but it, it was, you know, it wasn't good. Yeah. And anyway, so they medically retired me, got all the paperwork through, so, you, you know, a lot of documentation involved with all that sort of thing. And I, all the time I was thinking, well, what do I do next? And I, previous to that, I'd been in the, in the services. So, um, I couldn't sort of go back to the, the, the services there. I couldn't be the PE instructor anymore. So I was all right. I'll just have to re retrain, have to requalify. Yeah. So uh, I signed up to do a high national diploma in business and marketing. And I remember the disability employment advisor came around to see me before I even started that. And she said, look, you just need a couple of years to get used to your new circumstances, your new life. I said, no way. I said, not, not, not hanging around for, for a couple of years doing nothing. Yeah. I said, you know, my, my brain wouldn't cope with that. You know, I, I had this attitude and I think the resilience came from being being in the services I think really helped yeah. because you have that um, that mental toughness and that uh, and what I call adversity into action attitude yeah and, and then being obviously very fit as well you're, you're always overcoming blocks and obstacles and you yeah. know that everything's a challenge and you just want to overcome those yeah. and you know, have that kind of mindset to, to also work through things and I just said to her I said look you know Fine, it's really nice what you're saying. I says, but it's not for me. Uh, I start Monday. And this was like on the Thursday before. She says, well, you can't do that. I said, I'm signed up. I'm going on Monday. And that was the end of our conversation. And uh, I remember then the following week, I had to go and see the surgeon to, to find out about the recovery and see if, see if it would get any better. And I, it was an hour's journey in the car and uh, for a five-minute appointment. Yeah. And he just said, look, you're just going to have to get used to being on the elbow crutches, you know, in the chair for, you know, for we don't know how long for but maybe all your life I said there's no way I said it's not going to happen 
and uh, you can't storm out of an office on elbow crutches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was a really slow retreat out of the office yeah, and yeah. Uh, a long drive home and thinking about, you know, what, what to do, what to do. So anyway, I, start, I started college. It was great. And in between time, then I used to start trying to walk between lamppost to lamppost on, on the street. Yeah. And then slowly try and take the, stick, the sticks away, maybe just a few steps, take them away, and then gradually build up lamppost to lamppost. Take them away. Do it until you can do it easy, and then move to the next lamppost and the next lamppost. And that took months and months and months and months. It really did. And I just work that way. I do a little I talk on adversity into action where I talk about targeting lampposts and, and, and that's you know the story behind that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but there's other things, other challenges come about then when you come to things like that, because I don't know about you, Andy, but I mean I've been in the services doing being PE instructor and we use maths, but you know, different type of maths. Yeah. When I went to college, we had to do business decision maths, which is, you know, a lot of algebraic equations and things like that. And yeah. I hadn't done that since I was at school. Yeah. So I remember I did pass the first test after a couple of weeks. And I thought, well, I want to do better than this. You know, I don't, you know, I pass rate was about 65% and I got about 68 or something in the first test. I said, no, it's got to be better than this. So I went and did like a remedial class once a week just to improve that particular skill. And I think anybody who is going through adversity, one of the main things you have to do is find find a purpose. Yeah. Find a purpose, and that will give you focus. And then you can come out the other end. But along with that, you're going to have other challenges. Like yeah. I just said, the maths was another challenge. So you have to meet that head on, and you have to find a way through that. A way through, for me, was to find out if anybody could help me you know, improve the maths. So whatever the situation is, there is people out there, and you have to talk. You have to ask. Yeah. If you hide away and you retreat, you're not you're not moving forward. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be stagnant, and that's that's not good for you. Yeah. You know, you need to get out out with people, talk with people, find out things, discover things, develop a curious mind, and then you you can really move forward then and out of your your adversity and into action. So so and that's really the only way. So around that time. If you just go back, go back slightly, where the part where you first, the, the, there's two parts. Of the, the first time where you where your back went, um, on your leg, and then the second time where you there was no, how, how did, you know, if you if you wanted to say how did it how did that make you feel? Was it did it question? Apart from the fact that you 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 then said to yourself, you know what, I'm not going to let this beat me. Was there any time where you Sort of thought, oh no, you know what's happened to me, or you know, was there any sort of self doubt, or you know, because we we all get it, we all get it. We're all human. You ask why human. me? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, it, what, how do you feel that time? And, you know, forever, but you're never going to get the answer to that because yeah. you know, if it's an accident, it's an accident. If it's happened, it's happened. Yeah. And there's absolutely zero point in pursuing that line of inquiry, is there? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can look at cause, so you can prevent things happening again, and that's fine. Yeah. But when you've just had liter- literally an accident, which is the second time the back went was an accident. Yeah. <clears throat> could I do anything to prevent it? I don't know. Is it worth knowing? I don't know. Do- would it help me? No, not at all. 
because you, you have to live with what you've got. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got your situation. You've got to move forward. Yeah. You, you've got to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to live. So there's no point in I think we can all justify, justifiably have um, a period of the doldrums yeah. when we've had something happen to us that's yeah. really knocked us for six. Yeah. But you don't have to stay in them, and that's a choice. Yeah. You see, at the end of the day, we, we all choose everything. We choose what to think. We choose where to be, we choose who to be with, we choose what time we want to do things, how we want to do things, how we want to learn, how we want to not learn, how we want to avoid things, how we want to do things. We, we choose every aspect of our life. Yeah. So the, 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 the trick is to choose wisely. Yeah. So around that time, because you spoke about talking, which which is, is, a, is becoming a common theme about around things to do with health and physical health, mental health, emotional health. It's about men getting out, trying to, you know, open up and speak. But obviously there's, first there's that trust thing. Do you, do you have people around you that were, could help you to, that you, could, you were able to talk to as part of that, um, g- gaining that confidence and, and kind of pushing you through? Family, etc. Well, I, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fortunate in that the occupations I've been in in the past, prior to my my back injury, we had to communicate. Yeah. You know, I, I was in the services. I, I was in a particular job where communication was everything. Being a PE instructor in a variety of environments, some of them secure, some of them not so secure, communication was the key. Yeah. And, and, and in sports, communication is key if you're, if you're coaching individuals and teams. Yeah, definitely. So, personally, I didn't have any problems with communication skills. Mm. Um, I remember going to one particular hospital appointment, and um, when I went in and had my second back operation, there was a doctor who'd had a, his back had gone as well, and he was in the same ward. And I went on an appointment, ooh, months and months later, and he happened to be in the waiting room, and uh, I recognised him. And... Uh, he was in in a real state mentally. He was really distraught and had saw no way out of it and saw no way forward or anything, you know. And he was a doctor, and he, he was he was having having counselling for that because he he just couldn't move forward. He couldn't move out of his situation. He was stuck. Yeah. Uh, but I was move, I was already studying then and, and moving on, and and that's the difference in attitude and. The choices you make, as I said just now, he, he chose to stay in in that stuck position, and, and I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. So you you put that down to a lot to down like you said you you put that down to a lot to your your background in terms of what you did beforehand and this you know like you say the sports obviously you know training teams to 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 almost like overcome setbacks if they're lost and and, thing. and also your background you like you say in the forces and stuff like that so you you you're you 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 you, you obviously went to a place where there, there would have been about self-doubt and then you kind of said to yourself you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i've got this i'm gonna move forward i'm gonna keep going um so then now move now we've moved forward how how are things now and and what 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 things have you done to help 
um, in, in a sense, not cure your back pain, but kind of remedy the situation. All right, there's a couple a couple of things. I mean, I, I did the, the, the course, the uh, business and marketing, HMD. Yeah. And then I went and did a business management degree, which... Um, where I grew up in Nottingham, there would have been no chance to do a degree as a youngster. Yeah. You know, it just wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. So that was a that adversity turned into a real opportunity. And I think I was lucky I could draw on a background of experience that helped me through it. Yeah. Not everybody can, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, not everybody's got that experience to draw upon. But what you can do if you haven't got that experience to draw upon is you can talk to others in a similar situation. Yeah. You can talk to people who have known people in a similar situation and you can model that experience from others yeah. and you can pull yourself through that way. There's, there's always a way around it because I, I know people could be listening and saying, it's okay for you. You, you, you could draw on your previous experience and, and all this sort of thing. Yeah, I could. But equally, if I hadn't had that, I'd have found another way. And you just said about the, how did I move forward out of this? I mean, one of the things after the second backup was, was you know, back pain. It was, it was, it was, it was agony, you know. There's nothing, I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I used to go to a pain specialist on a regular basis. And um, the county I was living in, uh, I saw this particular guy and we had all sorts of pain management t- techniques. But I did hear that in the neighbouring county, and that was only five miles away from me, there was a guy there that was doing things in the pain management clinic which were really working for people. So I spoke, I went to, I got all the paperwork I needed, I went to see the pain specialist on my next appointment, and I said, look, what's happening here is not really helping, but I've heard of this guy in the next county. Can you sign these documents so I can go and see him? And he said, no, I can't. I said, why? I said, it's only five miles away. He said, yeah, but you're in this county. He's in that county. I said, and? He said, I, I can't sign them. I said, well, what's the issue? He said, well, you, I just explained that. I said, well, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. I said, you're, what you're doing is not working. What he does just might work, and I need to see him. So I said, look, you've got a waiting room full of people outside. I've got some papers that need signing, and I'm not moving from this chair until you sign it. Yeah. And he was a bit taken aback, I have to say. And he tried to talk, Look, I've got all these people to see. I said, fine. I said, you can see them later. I said, sign this, you can see them. No problem. I said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave straight away. And uh, anyway, he said, I can't, I can't. I said, well, I'm staying here then. So obviously the nurse comes in and the secretary comes in and they're saying, you know, can you leave? Can you leave? have got all this. I said, no, I said, I'm staying here. He said, we haven't got another room. I said, that's not my problem. He said, I, I need these signed. So anyway, this doctor went off and made a couple of phone calls, came back. This is this is about two hours later. Uh, he said, give me the paperwork. Uh, and he signed it. And I said, thank you very much, and left. And within a couple of weeks, I'd seen the doctor in another county, and he installed in my back a cable above the injury site, and it acts like a short circuit to the brain. Yeah. And I had a... It's pretty crude, this is, that the wires were on the outside and I had this remote control strapped to my chest and I could switch it on and off and up and down. And it just took away the pain. It just interrupted the pain and took it away. Yeah. It was brilliant. But I could only have it in for a week. And uh, because obviously it would embed itself. He said, no, okay, take it out after a week. He says, now we have to apply for the funding and that could take months. And it did, it took about five months. 
So then they got the funding and installed one internally. So I've got internal pack to control pain in the back. Yeah. And a handheld remote control that switches on and off and up and down. And that's been fantastic. Yeah. But you have to stand up for yourself. You have to take control of your own destiny and your health and everything else. And you nobody else will do it for you. You've got to do it yourself. And I do feel for people who don't have that state of mind where they can say, I'm, I'm, I'm not moving until you sign this. Yeah. You know, but there comes a time where you have to take a stand. And if you're in enough, in enough pain and you know there's an alternative out there, you have got to do something. Yeah. You know, you've got to take a stand, especially when it's for yourself. Be it a physical problem or a mental problem, you need to get out there and get the help you need find the right help you need and really insist on it yeah and get as much support as you can in doing that yeah. you know anybody so in terms of you being a, a mind, how, mindset coach you, how long has that been and, and what are your what's your client base is it is it predominantly if you've got more um, is it is it 50-50 men and women is it more men you know what, what how do you see that Statistic-wise, um, yeah, it's about 50-50, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is about 50-50. But the, the, but the problems are very different. I mean, I don't know why, but men are notoriously difficult to open up sometimes, yeah. um, very difficult to share things, very difficult to go to the doctor, yeah. you know, all these sort of things. And, and in this day and age, that shouldn't be the case. You know, there's enough information out there. I mean, some of them will surreptitiously you know look online and find out what their issues are and just take that as read but they need to go and see the experts you know i mean i, I do a, a free session which is an actual coaching session with all potential clients so that they can see if i fit them i'm suitable and vice versa yeah but in that session it also allows me to say you know look i'm not a therapist i'm a coach so what it sounds to me is like you need probably need to see a therapist yeah and I don't think I'm suitable to work with you because of that. Yeah. Because therapists work on things in the past, coaches work on things in the future. Simple as that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a future mindset coach. I only work for, for things in the future. So, and, and that, that free session, it can be up to two hours in, in some instances, really sort of shows them you know what is what is available and what what you can actually do even in a couple of hours because there's always a takeaway there's always an insight that they get from the session and then they decide whether they want to want to work with me on a longer basis and uh, and that's how we work there but it's about 50 50 split i mean one of the things i've done recently is um i i've coached the three fastest women to row the ocean They've right. just they just completed it um, a, f- a couple of weeks ago. Right. They started off on December the twelfth, uh, rowing from La Gomera, which is an island in the Canaries, to uh, Antigua in the Caribbean, yeah. three thousand nautical miles, right. and uh, they got the world record for that. So it, it was really good w- w- working with them. Yeah, uh, and a lot of that was about mindset. It was about identity. It was about uh, communication, working as a team, every aspect of it. Yeah. You know, mentally rehearsing it, um, visioning for the future, um, seeing what it would be like when you get there with visualization and, and working with that and different techniques all the way along the way, you know, along it. Yeah. 
And that was, you know, and I use technology as well, you know, mobile phones, computers, all sorts of things to work with clients, you know, things that are familiar with them that they bump into every day, yeah. you know, are really helpful in developing mindset. Yeah. But I mean, you said, how did my coaching come around? Um, in 2015, I got an eye, eye condition and I lost a significant amount of sight. So I was retired for a second time yeah. um, in a job that I really loved doing, which was being a head teacher in a, in a secondary school. Right. And uh, you can't really teach if you haven't got much eyesight. Yeah, yeah. But coaching is all about communication. And I used to be class myself as a deep listener. And now, having lost a lot of sight, I class myself as a super deep listener. Yeah. Because listening when you're coaching is everything. You know, every, every word that's uttered, every breath that's taken, every pause, everything that's not said, is it means everything when you're coaching with somebody on a one-to-one basis or working with a team. And that's when I got back into my coaching. Yeah. I did some writing first with technology, microphones and software. But as you can imagine, for all the jobs I've done previously, I'm a people person. So yeah. writing is a bit isolating. I still write, but not as much. I, I just love the coaching. Yeah. So, so what you've done is you've taken all your skills and 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 that positive is, and that's what it is. It's a positive mindset and and a, a thought process. And even like I say, as humans, we do feel down and and. I say there's people listening to this podcast that we, you know, all different types of people listening and, and going through different thoughts. What would you, what would you, you know, in kind of bringing it all together, what would you say to, to someone who's out there um, struggling and, and kind of wanting a lift, just that, that lift? What, what, what would you say to them, at, you know, in this podcast? If you wake up in the morning and you're not raring to go, you need to find purpose. Whatever that is, it might be something completely new you never thought you'd even embark on. It might be something you want to rekindle, but you need to find purpose. And when you start finding that purpose, you get as much help as you can to help you move forward with that purpose in mind. And you'll be surprised. It all starts with the first step. I mean, if you're climbing a staircase, you don't need to see all of the stairs, do you? You just need to see that first step. And that's all you need. So if you get out of the bed, bed in the morning and you haven't got that purpose, that's what you need to find that day. Yeah, definitely. Right. So where can where can you be found? And and you know you, you know you 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 sound you know sound so positive and 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 you know this this this, this you know your it's not just training that you've had. You it's your it's your in a sense your attitude and 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 your drive what is life yeah what the way of life i would say to you you've you know it's a purpose you've said it's a purpose and and it's a drive and i say for all the listeners out there i mean if you know where can they find you where you know whereabouts can they find you and you know whereabouts on social media okay my website is coachpaul.expert that's coachpaul.expert and you can get me on Facebook and Twitter with the handle Coach Paul SS, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well. That's Paul Stretton Stevens. Right. So thanks, Paul, for 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 you know for that positive, you know that positive mindset and, and, and thought process, and 
you know, I hope our listeners out there uh, um, can we can really tap into somebody and, and, and get them get them to change their thought their thoughts and, and, and be positive. I hope so. If it helps one person, then I'm really happy. Yeah. So thanks for that, and you know, I'd love to get you back on um, again. Anytime, Andy. With, Anytime. With Pleasure. Some more thoughts and, and positive and positive aspects, and you know, I'm sure the listeners out there would 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 love to have you on. So thanks again, yeah. and um, yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, Andy. All right. This was Men or Nuts, and see you next time.